Welcome to the LaSalle Five Pillar Podcast, where we speak to members of the LaSalle community to hear their stories of how the five pillars of faith, scholarship, service, community, and leadership have helped build their lives and careers. Here is your host, LaSalle High School's inaugural president, Mike Overby, class of 1991. Well, welcome to the LaSalle High School Five Pillar Podcast. I'm Mike Overby, president of LaSalle and class of 91. A reminder, our five pillars are leadership, scholarship, faith, service, and community. And I'm here today with Chris Winiarski, class of 96, who is our director of campus ministry, mission information, and Jeff Weirman, class of 2010, coordinator of campus ministry. How are you both doing today? Wonderful. Good morning, Mike. Doing well, doing well. Thanks for having us. Well, I know you both are legends here at LaSalle High School, but there might be some people out there that might not know you. So tell Chris, why don't we start with you? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, well, first of all, legend is a, is, a, is a reach there, Mike, but I appreciate, appreciate that. Um, yeah, I've been in chemist ministry for quite some time, and uh, it's you know just an absolute blessing and pleasure to be able to uh, accompany young men, partner with them, their families, with our staff, and you know help them achieve their full potential. And I mean that across the board. Uh, it's you know one of those things that we do faith-wise that... Um, is is such a blessing when you see the light bulb come on. So for me to be able to be back here at LaSalle and, and helping young men, I also get helped in that process too. I also get something out of that, which is to be able to see young men, you know, grow to that full potential. So from 1992 to 1996, did you realize that you'd be the campus minister here at LaSalle High School at that point? Absolutely not. No, I... Uh, you know, when I was here at LaSalle, I was involved in a whole bunch of different things, uh, some athletics and in-campus ministry. So I was, I was kind of drinking the Kool-Aid of campus ministry some. Um, but during that time, I was, I was really discerning what's God's will for me in my life, potentially thinking priesthood, um, you know, and over some time, you know, realized that um, this is something that I wanted to do mm -hmm. uh, with my life. And all that comes back to people and relationships, God-centered relationships that really impacted my life. Um, in a very positive and transformative way. So if I look back, you know, is that I was a little, little smaller then, had more hair, less girth. Um, but looking back to those days, I don't, you know, I never would have forecast sitting here on, you know, with the president of LaSalle High School having a conversation about campus ministry. Well, I'll echo that for myself. If you would have told me I would have been the president of LaSalle High School, I would have, I would have second guessed that a, a lot. So well, Jeff, how about you? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, uh, for me, uh, as you said, graduated in 2010 from LaSalle. Uh, grew up here in White Oak, Montford Heights. Went to St. James, White Oak. Uh, made my way here and was involved in a lot of different things, specifically football, uh, vocal ensemble, and student government when I was here. And so had very important people that were forming me back then in my, you know, my four years here. Um, ultimately, asking me, one of them asked me to come back to coach. Uh, after I, as I was graduating uh, mm -hmm. in the spring of 2010, uh, Tom Durger asked me uh, to help coach. Started out with freshman football, and so when I was going to school, and then coming up here to coach, and then started getting involved with different things from tutoring kids, uh, running study tables, helping out in campus ministry, going on mission trips, and so um, I was not supposed to be in education. Uh, when I was uh, in high school, I was supposed to be going up to Ohio Northern to study pharmacy. Oh, wow. And so uh, when Coach Durger asked me to come back, and I had to tell my parents I wasn't going to Ohio Northern. But you see, um, 
definitely turned some heads. My dad might not have been the proudest at that time. <laughs> Why are you not going to pharmacy school? And so, uh, but some would say the rest is history now, uh, 13 years later. You know, another uh, common thread here, actually for me, Tom Durger uh, is the one who reached out. So I was looking, I was working in uh, Parish where both Mike and I grew up, uh, St. Catherine of Siena Parish. I was on Parish staff when I graduated from the Mount. And uh, I was looking at, I wanted to get back into a high school and teaching. And so I interviewed at a, at a couple of different places. Well, somehow Tom, Coach Durger, Tom Durger had heard about it and reached out and there was an opening. And uh, similar to Jeff, there's a common thread there that he reached out and was like, hey, have you thought about LaSalle? Come back and, and interview. Um, and as Jeff said, the, the, the rest is, is history. There's one more common thread that Jeff and I share uh, is both of us met our wives through LaSalle. Uh, we both were able to, to meet our wives, um, you know, and, and start a family and, um, you know, just, just blessed in many different ways to be able to, to realize our own full potential. Mm-hmm. My wife realizing probably my, my full potential more than, than me and pushing me to, to get things done around the house and to, to love a little bit more. But yeah, we both share some common threads that way. So my common thread of that, to that is that when I graduated from college, I coached with John Rodenberg who was a LaSalle grad over at McNicholas High School. So he had asked and wanted me to coach with him. So Tom Durger, John Rodenberg, two great men of LaSalle, uh, which is awesome to see that common thread. Where there's four LaSalle grads in here, counting Josh across the way here, working the sound and things. If you would have asked us all when we were seniors, when we were itching to get out of high school, would we all come back to LaSalle? Probably would have said no, but there is a pool here. And that LaSalle network is strong, and here we all sit today. So that's pretty cool that we are all sitting here today talking a little bit about campus ministry. So let's, let's talk about campus ministry a bit. Chris, what does campus ministry look like at LaSalle High School? It takes so many different forms in so many different ways. Uh, and at, at the beginning and end of the day, it starts with the needs of the young men. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so working with them in a real way, right? I think uh, we learned from the founder of the firm, Jesus the Christ, to be who we truly are, right? And, and that is something ultimately we're trying to help our young men. So when they come in, many of them come in uh, from a variety of different Catholic parishes, but some of them come in also from uh, non-denominational Christian uh, denominations uh, and a myriad of other Christian denominations and trying to meet them where they're at, right? In, in terms of real life, but also support them in the classroom, in the chapel, um, you know, on the field or on the stage. And so LaSalle and spirituality, campus ministry is really a practical uh, way of living. It's really bit rooted in, you know, our relationships and rooted in how we structure our days. And so trying to offer opportunities to be able to meet those real needs of young men is ultimately what, you know, campus ministry strives to do, uh, obviously with Christ at the center uh, and, and trying to help young men form that relationship with Christ that then permeates their, their daily actions. So I think about something that Jeff uh, was part of starting uh, through campus ministry, which is sports ministry, uh, and trying to um, meet the young men where their identities are shaped and formed, which as much as I think it's important in senior religion class, and it is, the reality is most of them get more it, put more into and get more out of what they're doing out in the football field or on the stage and drama. Um, it's just it's, it's part of what guides them. And so trying to take that ministry to their coaches and to them in those, those avenues is one of those ways 
in, in an example type way that campus ministry, of course, we offer retreats and masses, a lot of masses, as you know, Mike, mm-hmm. um, in, in trying to structure those opportunities that are focused on their needs. So Jeff, you talked a lot about mass and sports ministry, which we're going to get to in a bit, but what are some other activities that engage our young men and our staff when it comes to campus ministry? Yeah, absolutely. Ultimately, no different than math class. Uh, you have to go on a school-sponsored retreat every year. And so for our young men, there's intentionality on those four different times of year uh, for um, our guys. And so they intentionally get kind of more uh, in-depth and faith-filled when it comes to the older they get. Starting out uh, in a couple weeks, about probably about three weeks from now, we'll be having our first freshman days of renewal um, where the dads come in and join up with their sons. Uh, we have prayer together in the morning, and then they go out to different service agencies throughout the city uh, and do some service together, going back to kind of our roots as a school of being called to serve. Come back, we celebrate Mass together, um, and then uh, we have kind of some reflection time for them, and then we end the day with a cornhole tournament for our guys. And so they progressively kind of increase um, in the maturity of our young men for the retreats over the four years. And so um, sophomore year, it's kind of a blend of um, kind of some small group uh, meetings and some talks from our seniors, uh, and then some low ropes. So they're able to kind of get a little bit of both, uh, so it's not all just talks coming at them in small groups, so kind of meet them where they're at. And then Kairos is junior year, and I think, correct me if I'm wrong, we're still the only all-male uh, GCL South School that has every junior go on Kairos. Um, and so it creates a whole different environment when it comes to our school culture because of Kairos being junior year, um, which then senior year they're allowed to kind of pick different retreat models. So they can lead Kairos, they can go on our wilderness retreat, or they can go on a urban plunge that we offer. And so those are the different pieces that they can be involved with um, just from a retreat standpoint. And then there's a myriad of different other ministries when it comes to mass ministry, when it comes to helping those with uh, grief loss. And so we have all kinds of different options from that end for them to be involved. I think... Excuse me. I think about what you have said about Kairos and intentionally moving that. Uh, when a lot of uh, the LaSalle alums who were in the 90s, which is when Kairos started, it was a four-day retreat and it was senior year. Uh, and when I took over campus ministry, we, did, we do surveys to collect feedback, talking about the needs of the guys. Uh, and what we kept hearing was Kairos is great, but man, I went way too late. I went in March of my senior year. Or I went in January of my senior year. And so taking that data, we talk about data informing decisions. Uh, about 12 years ago, 13 years ago, we really looked at that and said, what can we do to meet our men, where the, young men where they're at and their needs uh, and, and to, to drive this experience, um, help this experience drive their, their faith journey? And so we moved it to junior year. And if you look at um, a lot of our social media and you look at a lot of our um, kind of what the kids, what the young men say, that's where that idea of brotherhood of, man, I, you know, I might come from a different neighborhood, maybe even a different school, maybe even a different faith right, or a different Christian denomination, but I share in a common value. I share in a common identity that's united with this other guy who has the same experience as me. And Kairos, I think, really gives that experience to be able to relate in, in a way, both with their peers, but also ultimately with the eternal presence of God. And so that's where you have the seniors then leading those for the juniors, older brother, if you will, taking care of younger brother. Uh, and really that's where that 
that that value, it's really our value of community as Lasallians that really became even more specific um, to this idea of brotherhood or, or looking out for one's brother. Well, when I got came back to LaSalle and I was talking to young, a lot of our young men last year, the bro- why did you come to LaSalle? It's the brotherhood. What do you love about LaSalle? It's the brotherhood. So you'll see different billboards across the city now with Brothers for Life on it, connecting the 12,000 alumni to our current brothers here at LaSalle. I can't go much further without talking about brotherhood, but also St. John Baptist de LaSalle, the namesake of LaSalle High School. Chris, can you give us just a little bit of history about St. John Baptist de LaSalle, what his mission was, and how does that connect to our mission today? Absolutely. You know, for me, being the St. John Baptist de LaSalle guy a little bit, um, you know, some people call me Brother Chris. I, I don't know if it's endearing or, you know, if, if it's a little backhanded comment or I don't know what it, what it is, but um, my, my point is um, in, in the John Baptiste de LaSalle era, he, he gave up, he sacrificed, right, for young men who would not have had the opportunity to go and educate themselves in, in the way. And then he revolutionized education, not only in France, but throughout the world. Uh, and, and so he set a course for how us as Catholic Christians, but particularly as educators, Lasallian educators, to live our life and to help young men here at LaSalle. Now we know in other Wasayan ministries throughout the world, there's about a million of them, a um, million students, sorry, in 80 different countries uh, going through Wasayan education. So summer co-ed, we're an all-male school. The point being is there's a way to do that. Uh, and one of the realizations for me over the last 20 some odd years, both as a student and as a staff member is the more Lasallian I've become, the more meaning, right, I found in my own spiritual journey, my own educational ministry, uh, and it's really that meaning and connection has really helped helped me. Um, the interesting thing is, for me as a person, when I went here, Brother Mike Schmelzer, you know, um, Mike, he left my sophomore year. And so when we had to do an activity on a Wasallian formation opportunity called Bud, and I was blessed to go several years ago, um, I didn't have any really Christian brothers much. I know Brother Mike, but it was mainly lay people, mm-hmm. right? It was the Jim Louders of the world. It was the Mick Owens, the Bill Cadys, right? Um, people who showed me the way, Father Chuck Mentrip, late Father Chuck Mentrip. Um, those are the people that were Lasallian at that point in time. They weren't Christian brothers, Right. But man, they were living in the footsteps of St. John Baptist de La Salle. I was talking to our staff, as you know, at our last PD, and you know we have the opportunity to claim the goat of Catholic education, the greatest of all time. He's the patron saint of educators, John Baptiste de La Salle. That's who we have across our chest. That's who we trace our roots, not only from 60 plus years here at 3091 North Bend Road, but all the way back through the through the centuries, right, to this guy who revolutionized education, holistic Catholic education as we know it. So to me, it gets me pretty fired up. I, you know, I don't, I don't want to talk too much, but man, we, we have the opportunity to walk, you know, in the footsteps of the patron saint of educators. And I, it's so awesome to see that around our hallways uh, and on our fields, you know, on the daily here. And it's constant in our buildings. It's constant. Like you said, it's everywhere. And one place that it, we also bring it to now is sports ministry. Jeff, talk a little bit about sports ministry, the goal of sports ministry, what's that look like, things like that. Yeah, uh, for sports ministry, it really came out of, once again, going back to meeting the needs of our students. Um, 
And the question I, always, I would always give and ask is, you know, take football, for instance, or pick any sport. There's 700 schools that play football in all the seven divisions, and there's only seven state champions. And if that's your definition of success, that means that there's 693 schools that failed. But that's, we all know that that's not the case of what's going on uh, between the lines, on the field, um, on the court. And so what are we giving our students? Mm. What are those unwritten curriculum lessons we're able to give and teach our young men um, through the lessons of sports? Um, and so being intentional about that and trying to provide guys the time to see that there's something bigger going on than just this sport that they're playing or you know this playbook that I have to learn. There's these lessons that give help them um, grow uh, in their own life journey and they're able to lean back on in times of need. And so being able to work with the coaches um, to be able to set that time aside uh, for our guys to really take time for prayer. At the end of the day, the mental aspect of uh, the sport is super important and a part of that is a spiritual component as well. And so allowing guys to spend time in prayer in our chapel and then have it being focused around kind of where they're at right now in their uh, sports season is super important. And so it's driven by, I would say, uh, the uh, coach or the head coach, depending upon uh, the, uh, the program. And so being able to allow that is super important for our guys. Sure, sure. And I'll combine two comments that were made here just a bit ago. What we do from 8 o'clock to 2.50 every day is very, very important. But we all know, and many of us have realized, the importance of what happens from – three o'clock until 11 o'clock here at LaSalle yes. and combining the extracurriculars with ministry, I think makes it even stronger. So they can't leave what they learn during the day at the door to go practice on the stage or on the playing surface. They have to combine those things. And I do believe that strengthens the brotherhood that we have here at LaSalle. Amen. Yeah, I mean, you think about it, they're not separate buckets, but what we're trying to say with faith and service and community and leadership and scholarship, it, as Lasallian men, it permeates our lives. Mm -hmm. It's who we are. And so it's just how we do things, right? Faith isn't over here only in the chapel, right? Or leadership isn't only over here if you're voted a captain or not a captain, right? All of that is, you know, I mean, our, our founder, St. John Baptist de LaSalle said, we always need to remember we're in God's holy presence. Not let's put ourselves in God's holy presence. No, 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 no. Mm -hmm. We are always in God's holy presence. So how do we let that presence remind us and lead us wherever we are as young men. And that's something that is embedded, as, as you said, Mike, uh, throughout sports ministry. We all, I should say this, we, we had a fine arts ministry uh, that we were working on, and that's in the process of, of being uh, rebirthed and reborn um, this year with some of the new directors in, in our fine arts. And super excited. Angie Friggy's going to look at trying to get that back on the, uh, on the ground again and to be able to help our young men who are in our fine, fine arts programs also have the same opportunities for the guys who are in our athletic opportunities. That's, that's excellent. And talking about mission, campus ministry, faith formation, um, coming back to LaSalle, I think we're the closest we've been to the mission of St. John Baptist Day LaSalle, maybe in the 60 years we've been in existence. And it's really cool to see us embrace all the students who come to LaSalle, different races, um, and come from different backgrounds across the city. We have a map that we put together where it's pretty awesome to see the stretch and the network that LaSalle has gained over the last few years and the young men that come to LaSalle and how we combine academics, athletics, and extracurricular activities 
and also ministry, mind, body, spirit, right? Mind, body, spirit. And I can just feel it when I'm here at LaSalle that we embody all three of those things. So we talked a lot about a lot, and Jeff, you brought this up as well. I need one success story from both of you. One success story that you say that, you know, if you're going out and you're telling one story about campus ministry and the, and the impact that it had, what would that be? Oh, Mike, that is, that's why, honestly, why I'm in it, quote unquote, success stories. Um, and for me, it's that, that light bulb that comes on or that wanting more out of the, out of the faith service, community leadership and scholarship. And, and so, you know me, I'm long-winded. I can't, I'm going to, I'm going to say over the summer, I got to meet with a 2009 grad, a 2011 grad and a 2020 grad. So spanning a few uh, years there. And to hear back from the 2009 grad, who's now a young father, right? And he's trying to um, make his way as a young father, but also as a man of faith. And he's discerning some real life questions like, hey, I could make a lot more money, right? But I don't think that would be the best decision for my family. And so you talk about a proud success moment Mm -hmm. of, man, you know, we can fill our lives up with a lot of careerism, right? A lot of money. But at the end of the day, that isn't what a Lasallian man is. And here's a 2009 grad who is, you know, doing that in his life. He decided that he wanted to offer his, his family, right, him to be present. And so he did that. And I think of the, the 2011 grad who wanted to find out all the great things that are going on at LaSalle and, and how LaSalle's doing um, and what he can do to be involved as potentially a mentor for a young man. Um, so someone who got something here and wants to give back and be involved, that's a success, if you will. Uh, and then a 2020 grad uh, who is discerning a deeper vocation called calling to religious life. Um, there's so many grads out there that you know came in touch with God's presence uh, through their families here, through their teachers here, through the sacraments here, and to see those seeds that were planted coming right to, to fruition. Those are all successes um, that ultimately that's what Lasallian to me is all about. Yeah, Mike, for me, it's it's tough to boil it down to one. I think if, if I was to say, you know, one success story, I would I would say every year in order to put on our sophomore retreat and our junior Kairos retreat, we need probably about 30 seniors to step up uh, to help lead uh, these retreats. And when we do that, it's an intentional piece behind it of asking them to go all in mm-hmm. uh, and, and really working on themselves, something that... I'm blessed to be able to do because I'm reminded of that all the time when I'm here is I have to work on myself. And so we're asking and challenging our seniors to be able to do that, that want to step up and do that. And it's awesome to see them, to dive in, to deal with real life issues and try to work through it in a healthy way. No bull crap, right? Yeah, no, not at all. And so you see that and you see the emotion that comes with that. You see them being able to have a connection to a God and to see it lived out in their everyday life. That's those seeds that we're hoping that they're able to, that 2009 grad is able to kind of contemplate, how am I going to make these next decisions? Mm -hmm. And that it comes back to a faith that grounds you, that keeps you centered. Uh, And so being able to do that, those are the success stories that I see every year. And it's, it's 
really a reason why I'm in ministry is to being able to provide that and help young men see that. And you know, you think of that context, Jeff, of on that retreat in relationship, but all three of those grads spoke of particularly the relationships with the guys they went to school with here and how each of them reached out, right, to another dad, um, right, or to other alum to come back, right, or to others on this faith journey and how they trust those other guys um, and reaching out and having those deeper questions. Because let's face it, as men, we're told nothing gets to us. Ah, yeah, just, just take care of your career. Just take care of your money, right, or whatever, whatever it is that, that, that we want to latch onto in our society today. And for us as Lasallian men, as transformed men, there's so much more to it than that. Um, and, and so, man, it's so rich to, to see how our, how our alum are living and, and trying to discern decisions, right, for their families, for our communities, and for our world. I'll kind of bring this back to, like, the professional secular world. You guys talk about relationships over and over again. It's a network as well. And to see that network, three guys reached out for you this summer to build a network here when you talk about sophomores to seniors that are now leading Kairos and things like that. I think one of the great untold stories of LaSalle is the 12,000 alum and mm-hmm. the network that we've built across this country that when, when there's a time of need or need access, we have a Rolodex of people that people can call. And, you know, it's connected through that mind-body-spirit. You know, I had a great academic experience here. I had a great athletic or extracurricular experience here. And then I was rooted in my faith here at LaSalle. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool stuff. Pretty cool stuff. So... You know, we talked a lot about a lot of great things today. How can people help campus ministry here at LaSalle? I, I think there's, I can think of a variety of ways. I think one is is being involved um, and lifting up, us up in prayer. Those of you out there listening to this who, um, you know, pray regularly, praying for the young men, um, praying for their coaches, praying for their teachers, praying for our leaders here at LaSalle. There, there's um, real power in prayer um, and lifting us up each day as a LaSalle community. That, that's the first thing that comes to mind. Other ways that, that people can help, and I know Brian's working on this, getting involved. A um, couple things that we're looking at, some of our initiatives, we could use some capacity resource support. So getting involved and volunteering, uh, maybe coming back for adoration and spending some time both in prayer and in our chapel for an hour. That's a real low-hanging fruit way. If you're out there um, and you got that time on your schedule, um, you're going to see some, some info on that. Um, so getting involved that way. Um, and then hearing these guys' stories, right, that are out there that you, you, you might have heard on this or in other ways, and sharing those stories with others in our community of, quote-unquote, LaSalle young men living their faith. Um, those are, I think, real positive ways that can help us as a, as a LaSalle community continue to share our story. Great. Chris talked about time and talent. I'm going to reinforce the need maybe for some help for some of our students who maybe want to go on the wilderness retreat or the service trip that costs a little bit more money than um, just a normal retreat here at LaSalle. So there's other ways. If you want to get involved financially, you, you, you can also do that by supporting young men when it comes to their retreats. So as, as both Jeff and Chris talked about, they're huge impact on our students, and we want to make sure every student can go. And we do, that's for sure. But there are also that, those ways to support us here at LaSalle. Can I jump in there? Absolutely. Thanks for teeing that up. I forgot, forgot about that. So a lot of people don't, I don't think a lot of people know about it. Maybe they do. But um, we, through a generous benefactor, um, Tom Benzer, God, God rest his soul, he um, wanted to contribute to the faith lives of young men. And uh, I don't know, three or four years ago now, he made a very generous donation 
uh, to create a campus ministry endowment uh, that we could take um, the interest earned off that to help young men overcome any financial obstacles for, uh, as you said, the said retreats of wilderness, um, which cost about $350, right? Um, there's a real cost to that. Um, since we've been doing retreats that way, we've never had money hold any of our people, any of our young men back, and that's because of generous uh, benefactors. There's um, ways to give back, not only, as I said, time or, or your talent, but I, I, I for, thanks for bringing that up, your treasure to help these young men uh, to experience God in, in new ways on a retreat. Um, that, that campus ministry endowment, it goes to help every kid and some of them, actually, this is a success this year. A couple of the guys, we scheduled for retreats already. We're in, what, week two, second full week or quasi-full week. Um, we got guys signed up for two and three retreats, seniors, right? Which is ultimately our goal here, right, is to have them own their faith. Mm-hmm. As they leave here, that they want more of it. Um, and so, of course, we got guys who are, do I have to do this, right? Um, and, you know, some of them are checking the block. But as Jeff said, in order for you to graduate from a LaSallean school, this is who we are. This is what we do. We take a retreat each year just like Jesus taught us to, right? And so those who want to contribute to that, time, talent, or treasure, we'd love to have you. Great, great. And we have a lot of people who do, and that's what makes LaSalle so great. So now we're going to get a little personal for a couple questions. Both of you had a great summer for different reasons. (laughs) So Chris, why why don't we start with you and talk about your summer? What a blessing. Um, I got to go to, uh, to Italy with my in-law. So my father-in-law is a 71 grad from here. My brother-in-law, who I think has been around the building more than I have, and <laughs> you know he's, uh, he's over here um, helping with electric. He's a 1999 grad. And then my other brother-in-law is a 2003 grad. Uh, or no, four grad, sorry, 2004 grad. All, all of us and our wives, our spouses, um, got to go to Italy this year. And holy cow, if you like to travel, put it on your bucket list from food to, to great wine to just beautiful sights. Obviously, it's, it's where Rome is, where the, where the Vatican is and the Pope. We got to pray with the Pope. Uh, we got to venerate two of my favorite saints, which is St. Francis of Assisi. And then our founder, uh, the generalate, is right outside the Vatican. That's the mother house, if you will, of the Christian brothers. We got to, to venerate his uh, St. John Baptist de La Salle's remains. And so I found out that wine is cheaper in Italy than, <laughs> than water is. Um, and it, yeah, just a, a phenomenal summer for two weeks uh, to be able to go and share that with my wife and my, you know, my wife's family is, um, is just such a blessing. It was awesome. And then speaking of family, Jeff. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, for us, uh, it was just over maybe a week and a half ago, we, uh, our third daughter uh, was born, Mackenzie Ann. Um, and so it's been a, been a wild ride the last week and a half, I would say. Um, but it's it's so much fun seeing um, our almost five year old and our three year old uh, get to be big sisters or big sister for the first time. And so it, it's been a lot of fun. And it you know our family is is now stronger and better because of uh, Mackenzie coming into the world. So it's it's a new normal. Um, but it's it was a wild ride getting up to it this summer. Uh, but it, uh, she, she was here. Mom and baby are both doing well, and so uh, just completely and utterly blessed. Well, congratulations, and uh, welcome to the girl dad times three. <laughs> uh, I lived that world as well with a 17, 15, and 13-year-old. And you talk about you know faith formation and foundation and things like that. That's where you really kind of see the fruit of your work with mm-hmm. their babies is when they're in their teens and how they react to different situations. Are they kind? Are they generous? 
that they care about others. And uh, so you see some of that. And girls, girls, just like boys, have their challenges, right? But I wouldn't have it any other way, especially when I get Absolutely. to see Taylor Swift this summer <laughs> as part of that. So. so going from two to three in coach lingo, is that man-to-man or zone defense? How, uh, how you doing? We're, we're, we're in zone now. So <laughs> we are in zone. And uh, I, I always I was joking with Chris this morning. I feel like I'm on a Secret Service detail. Uh, we're trying to protect the young baby from our uh, five and three year old who are, who are trying to get get their loving the on baby doll. <laughs> correct. Yeah. So I had to kind of protect, uh, put up a wall around that. Oh, they'll figure it out, and they're not breakable as we think sometimes. So, but uh, <laughs> but uh, we learned that pretty much early on. Is yeah, you're holding them very tight, but by that time that third baby comes, you're like, you're coming with us in the car seat. Let's go. We got we got things to do. So hold on, we got to hit the pause button. You mentioned Taylor Swift. You can't get off. <laughs> The hook that easily. We got to hear from our president. What's his favorite Taylor Swift song? Oh, I don't know. I don't even know most of the words. I hear a lot of Taylor Swift in my house, but her concert was absolutely amazing. Three hours. I've been to a lot of concerts in my day, and to see someone perform for three hours and have that many young ladies pretty much screaming at the top of their lungs for that whole time. That's the loudest I've seen Paul Brown Stadium. And I've been to playoff games. I've been to the Steelers games. You're a huge Bengals fan. I'm a huge Bengals fan. So I've been to a lot of games. I've never heard it as loud. Wow. It was awesome. And uh, I'm so glad I chose to be present with my daughters that day and go to the concert instead of making a little bit more money on uh, what's the what's your favorite you got to have a favorite come on top two favorite taylor swift songs i would say uh, honestly i don't know the word i don't know the titles of the songs Uh, Uh, sorry guys i'm trying but i can't i I sing along to a lot of them because uh we spend a lot of time in our jeep together and taylor swift is intermixed in the in the playlist but i honestly don't know a lot of the songs romeo and juliet that's been a song that's been out there forever Mm -hmm. i think is it I think it's Romeo and Juliet. I think that's the one I'd probably go with. I know the worst cool. to all of it. The uh, so it's funny. Um, we've had a boy name for five years now. And <laughs> haven't been able to use it, uh, but we struggled the last nine months of finding a girl name that we mm. liked. And so the morning that we went to the hospital, I turned to my wife at five o'clock in the morning and I said, "What about Taylor?" Hmm. And she was like, "Oh, I can see that." <laughs> and then in the back of my mind, I'm going. I don't know if I can name our daughter Taylor. I don't know if that's the case. And so when uh, when Mackenzie came out, I looked at Em and I said, "She's a Mackenzie." Yeah, uh, so we we don't have we didn't have a, a Taylor right out of the gate from, from the Weirmans. Speaking of that, girl dad, my youngest daughter is Mary Michael. So my wife and we were talking about some other names off of Mike and Michael and things for their, her middle name. And my wife just said, let's just name her Michael. So her name is Mary Michael. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty cool. That is cool. All right. One last question. Very important question. Go back to your time here at LaSalle. What was your favorite food out of the cafeteria? It'd have to be the cookie. Uh, Low hanging fruit. It was a little cheaper back then. I think it was like 25 cents for a cookie. Uh, but uh, definitely that. And the, the, uh, it was when they they didn't bake them. They, they were like they were like half baked. They were ookies. They correct. Didn't them. Yeah. yeah. Just correct. The frost. Just give me just give me the dough. Chris, were they the same cookies that we had back in the day? You know, I, I don't. I, and I'm, I have a sweet tooth. You know, I like to eat mm. and, and cook. Uh, I don't remember the cookies too much, but I tell you one thing I do remember is Ruth, and the <laughs> and the Ruth burgers. They had a special on Ruth burgers, and man, I could. I could tear up some Ruth burgers. So that's what I'm going with, the Ruth burger. I'm going to go with Jeff, and I think they were different cookies, but they're half-baked cookies. They're huge. Every day you got a cookie from, from Ruth uh, here at the, in the cafeteria. So thanks to Jeff and Chris for their time today, and thank all of you for listening. I look forward to our next podcast coming up very soon. Thanks, Mike. Thank, thank you. Thank you. 
Thank you for listening to the LaSalle High School Five Pillar Podcast. Tune in next time when we'll hear more from the LaSalle community on how the five pillars have shaped their lives.